Hello and welcome to season five of Nicholas's podcasting jar, Infusical, that television musical. This is one man's journey of infusing drinks while talking about musical episodes from TV shows. I'm your host, Nicholas Margellos. Each week I dive into the musical wonder that exists in specific episodes of television shows. I then watch these musical episodes and I dissect them. And I uncover what the musical episode means for the show's universe, but also the genre of musicals as a whole. And I do all of this over a delectable, or not so delectable, infused drink. Today's episode, a musical episode that TV Guide ranked number 86 on its list of 100 greatest episodes of all time. It also received five Emmy Award nominations and even won one of them. Uh, It's perhaps my favorite musical episode out there, so I can't wait to get into it, so let's get into it. It's season six, episode six of Scrubs, my musical. I can't do this all on my own. No, I know I'm no Superman. I'm no Superman. Um, of course, uh, we were going to talk about Scrubs, uh, musical episode first on this podcast. Uh, it was just one of the best musical episodes, in my opinion, out there that I can that I've watched. Obviously, I haven't watched them all. We're going to be watching Feud uh, as we go along this journey. Um, we'll be learning more about musical episodes together and maybe there's going to be one that's, I'm going to find better. But, um, I mean, I just, I remember as a kid, not even being that big of a fan of Scrubs, being a fan of musicals and, and being a fan of TV shows and, uh, and, and, and watching this episode and and loving it. And I even, I bought, there are very few things that I bought on iTunes, but, um, I did for sure buy this. This was one of the things that was like, has to be in my in my list of, of stuff that I listened to, uh, I specifically the rant song I thought was just one of just a absolute, absolute killer piece. Um, I just, I really love that sort of fast paced, um, sort of music, you know? Um, Oh, speaking and he just, I took a little sip there. Um, speaking of another thing that we're going to be talking about is infused drinks. So if you don't really know what that is, there's a lot of infused drinks out there, but, Specifically, I'm trying to start drinking more water, you know, and uh, and one of the ways I thought to do that would to, you know, spice it up a little bit, you know, and, and, and add some, you know, pineapple, which I just did, and it tastes very good, you know, inf- not really add, you know, I'm putting it in, I have like a specific glass container thing, and I put it in like a little net type thing and let the pineapple soak in the water, but I'm not actually having the pineapples in my water right now I pour it into a glass and just the water has gotten that pineapple you guys know how infusion works I don't do I have to explain it I don't know maybe I do um but I I did pineapple today and yesterday I did strawberry basil and lemon uh and for me I thought the lemon was so prominent but then I let my fiance Sophie try it and she was like oh this is just pure like basil number one strawberry number two lemon last and i would have done the opposite i didn't get any basil from it um and that's just kind of me as a not great test i'm not a great tester i think sophie's one of those people my fiance is one of those people that is like a super taster like she just she knows flavors and she gets them like she just immediately is like oh this reminds me of this and I'm like, oh yeah, it does remind me of that. I would have never said that, but you're absolutely right. And the fact that you like knew it immediately is, I don't know, just so impressive to me. But yes, yeah, so we're talking about the Scrubs musical episode. Another reason why it's so great is a lot of the musicals that I think we're probably going to be talking about this season 
are usually 40 minute episodes. And this is a, like a, you know, whatever your, your classic half hour sitcom. And it, it packs all these good songs and it gets a whole storyline across and, and it's very exciting. It's, and it's, it, it, it works, I think. Because sometimes I think sometimes musical episodes can be very drawn out. I don't know if we'll talk about this season, but one of the ones I think of is like the, there's the crossover between Flash and Supergirl on the CW shows, and they did a crossover musical episode. And it's two like 40 minute episodes, you know, hour long episodes. And, and that almost feels like just too much, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, to each their own. I mean, I, it's still fun to see those characters interacting and crossovers are, are very fun. If, if you've listened to my podcast in the past, you, you might know that. This episode like came along at an interesting point for Scrubs because even like the New York Times says that it, it energizes the cast and crew at a point uh, when most situational comedies are sputtering along or even dead. Um, and, and that's kind of what Scrubs was going to be. They had actually assumed that season six was going to be their last season. They thought that this season was going to be their last season. And so they're like, if we're going to do a musical episode, it needs to be in season six. We're, we got to, you know, just buck up and do this thing. And I think in some ways this musical episode helped kind of rejuvenate and re-energize people to uh, kind of continue. Obviously the show kept going for, I think, another like four seasons, maybe three seasons. I think they went up to like season nine, I think, maybe, even though that final season where it's, it's a reboot almost. And JD becomes like the teacher guy or whatever. That's a pretty bad season. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's my opinion, you know, and you can take it or you can leave it. And and that's, I've always said that on this podcast, you know, you can, oh, you can take it or you can leave it. And, and, and I'm going to get shirts made of that. That's going to be a, a common phrase that I always talk about. Scrubs uh, had previously dabbled in the musical genre in the past, including uh, they did like a West Side story parody uh, in the episode Meyer Way or the Highway. And they also did the the big one, which was the uh, the Broadway style finale in My Philosophy. Any minute now, my ship is coming in. I'll keep checking the horizon. I'll stand on the bow. Feel the waves come crashing. Come crashing down, down, down on me. Say, be still, my love. Open up your heart, let the light shine in. Don't you understand? I already have a plan. I'm waiting for my real life to begin. Um, but uh, this was the first time of doing a full sort of musical episode, and it's. Uh, really, a lot of it comes down to uh, the writer, Deborah Fordham, uh, who also wrote another one of my favorite episodes uh, called My Four Camera Life. Uh, the whole idea of that episode is that Scrubs, which is a single camera show, turns into a four camera show, similar to you know Friends or 
Frasier or whatever you, or whatever you call it, you know. Uh, so it's there's multiple cameras and there's like a studio audience and the that episode kind of plays around with that idea and it's very fun. It's a it's a good music. It's a or it's a good episode. Um, but Fordham, uh, Deborah Fordham, who wrote this episode, uh, wrote most of the lyrics uh, for this uh, show, even though she had never uh, written lyrics before, and. This specific episode, the My Musical episode, is different from most most episodes of TV shows because usually they are a product of an entire writer's room, but uh, this episode was just, I mean, Fordham knew what she wanted to do and she kind of took it all under her wing and, and wrote most of the episode and a lot of the lyrics and stuff, so that's really fascinating to me. I mean, someone who can put all that together is... I, I, I've always wanted to, to write a musical. Let's talk about it. I've always, I've always thought it'd be fun to do one. I've always, one of my favorite musicals is, um, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. And I've always thought that the way Joseph comes off in that, he seems pretty shitty, like to his brothers, at least he's always talking about these dreams that he has where, uh, he, he is, um, people are bowing down to him and stuff like that. And I'm like that if my brother did that to me, like constantly was like, I had dreams that you guys, that you bowed down to me. I'd be like, you can go fuck yourself, bro. But of course they do kill him, which I would never do unless no. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this, this is the other people that were kind of, Obviously, all the people who were like they they composed the music are really big a part of this. Composer Jan Stevens from Scrubs uh, helped mix in the music. Um, Paul Perry, uh, and then also Tony Award winning uh, Broadway orchestra orchestrator Doug Besterman uh, was also part of composing the music. But then there was the Avenue Q writing team of Jeff Marks and Robert Lopez, who helped write. Uh, I think. I know they wrote uh, Everything Comes Down to Poo. And I think they also maybe did We're Gonna Miss You, Carla. I could be wrong, though. But I know that they wrote Everything Comes Down to Poo, which was nominated for an Emmy Award. And it is a very fun song. It's a it's a good song. Um, Robert Lopez was also... He also wrote some of the songs for Frozen 1 and 2 and helped co-create Book of Mormon with the South Park guys. So these guys, they, they, they got some chops. I also really enjoy Avenue Q as a musical. It's a little raunchy, and it has a few. I mean, it's it's a little bit like like South Park humor, kind of. But it's still fun. I, I you know, it's there's a few good, catchy songs that, especially as when I was a kid, I thought were really funny. Now I'm a little bit older, and I'm like, eh, take it or leave it. There's plenty of other good stuff out there, plenty of other content, you know. But uh, was also, speaking of Avenue Q, the sort of guest of this uh, episode is I forget what her name is but she the the person that is the patient of this episode who is envisioning all of these musical numbers going down she is from Avenue Q a lot of people uh, compliment this episode as being an episode that continued to move the characters along they develop the characters continually one of the things that happens is Elliot's character finally buys a house and moves out uh, from living with JD, so there's a movement there. It also marks the return of Carla coming back into working the hospital as after she had just had a baby. The previous episode, she uh, is going through postpartum depression, 
And now I think she's finally ready to come back. And, and that's kind of a big thing storyline that comes along in this episode. So it's not like they weren't like just making a musical episode to make a musical episode. There was, there was, this is a, a story that is still telling the, you know, going over the lives of these people, you know, uh, which is, is good. It's also like people compliment how the songs match the characters. For example, one of my favorite songs, like um, the, what is it? The rant or whatever it's called. Uh, which is Dr. Cox's song. It, it's very much uh, in character with who that character is. It's 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 it represents what's going on with that character. It's it's not something that he wouldn't say. These are all things that he has said in the past, uh, in previous episodes, or uh, things that he would say. You know. So um, let's finally get into actually talking about sort of what happens in this episode. Uh, we open on uh, Turk and Carla are deciding whether Carla should take parental leave from the hospital. Uh, Turk says he doesn't mind either way, but Carla decides that uh, she's going to take a year off. And then, of course, Turk starts to celebrate, uh, meaning that he does actually want her to stay home and, and be a mom and, and take that time off. Um, later on, that will come back up. But then quickly, we, we jump over to J.D. and Elliot, who are in the park. And uh, the character, who I forget her name falls unconscious uh, right in front of them. And uh, when they try to wake her up, she, uh, JD and Elliot start singing to, to them. And they're singing, uh, what are they singing? They're singing All Right, which is the song. It's a very short, not even really a full song. It's just a full little, like, are you all right type thing. Okay, ma'am. How many fingers do you see? Call 911 emergency. Why are you singing? Wait, why am I singing? Is there someone here with you? Someone that we could talk to. Are you okay? Are you alright? Then we come in uh, to cut to the actual hospital outside of the ambulance and uh, the, the, the sort of opening number, which is led by Dr. Kelso, uh, very like a Be Our Guest type inspired like sort of introduction song called Welcome to Sacred Heart and has everyone kind of around and it's uh it's you know it's welcoming you welcoming you into the episode in, in, in this concept of a, a musical episode. Hello, I'm Dr. Kelso. I'm delighted that you came. So the doctors say you fainted and you don't know what's to blame. Well put your mind at ease, there's no ill we can't outsmart on behalf of all who work here. Welcome to Sacred Heart! Excellent. You couldn't ask for more. As long as you avoid the bathrooms on the second floor. This is Dr. Cox. I'll be giving him your chart. And that's Dr. Kelso, the kiss-ass of Sacred Heart. You say you burned your hand real bad. We'll fix you up with gauze. Perhaps you need your fat sucked out or want a smaller schnoz. Hey! Caught an STD. From some tasty little part We swear we won't judge you Here at Sacred Here at Sacred Here at Sacred um, Dr. Cox tells JD that he thinks that this is like a psychological problem and not really anything that he can do about it. It's, it's this person that she thinks that everyone's singing to her and everyone's a, everything's a musical. But he's, you know, Dr. Cox doesn't really believe it. He's like, this is not something that I can do anything about, but I'll, I'll do what I can, whatever sort of thing. 
Um, so Turk and JD uh, approach Miss Miller at this point for a stool sample, and they sing the song, Everything Comes Down to Poo. You see, everything comes down to poo. From the top of your head to the sole of your shoe. We then cut to the next scene, and Carla has brought her daughter Isabella to the hospital, and everyone's looking at the baby and stuff like that. And, and um, I think his name's Ted. Uh, has his like quartet with them, and, and they're kind of singing a song, which is really nice because I, I love quartets. Um, and uh, they sing the song "Gonna Miss You, Carla," which I think was one of the ones that, uh, as a kid, I. I did not listen to as much, but now that I've watched it again, it hits me in a new way, and I have not stopped singing it. Carla, when will you be back? Not for a year. A year. Not for one long, long year. We understand you love that kid, but this ain't no way to treat us. And I hear the teacher see you did what you just done to Jesus. When you leave us all, we'll be upset. Look out, that floor is very wet. We're gonna miss you, Carla. We're gonna miss you around here. We're gonna miss you, Carla. We say we miss you our tears. How are we ever gonna get along without you for a long, long year? Um, we then come to my favorite song, the rant song. Do you know how much you annoy me? The answer is a lot. Should I list the reasons why? Well, I don't see why not. It's your hair, your nose, your chinless face. You always need a hug, not to mention all the manly apple teenies that you chug. That you think I am your mentor just continues to perplex. And oh my God, stop telling me when you have nerdy sex. Oh, by the way, last time Kim was in town, we got some apple teenies and poured them on our good parts. See now, newbie, that's the thing you do that drives me up a tree. Cause no matter how I rant at you, you never let me be. So I'm stuck with all your daydreaming, your wish to be my son. It makes me suicidal and I'm not the only one. No, I'm not the only one. And it's, it's a song all about, like, just the annoying things that J.D. does. And there's even a little help from this is when the janitor gets his big solo, and it's... There was a hatred I had never felt before So now I'll make him pay Each and every day Until that moose-haired little nuisance is No This song is, is very much like a uh, modern major general's song from the Pirates of Penzance. Uh, is, is, you know, that sort of... I wish I knew what it was actually called. It is called something where they do like that fast-paced sort of rapid-fire delivery of a song. Um, if you want some kind of favor, really any kind of favor, please just get me peace and quiet from this godforsaken past. I think what my bumper buddy is trying to say... Shut your cake hole, Mary Beth! Congratulations. We'll schedule your test this afternoon. It's a really, it's, it's a one thing to listen to these things, listen to all these songs, but to watch these actors so dedicated to this, this concept of concept of a musical episode is beautiful. I'll also say, so then Dr. Cox obviously goes 
uh, and gets a CT scan done, and they and they're doing this song uh, when the truth comes out, which is very a la Les Misérables. I'm sure you must be scared, not knowing what this test will bring. It could prove that you are crazy. Do you still hear people sing? It's best to know the truth. Of that I have no doubt. But you'll have to face the future when the truth comes out. But uh, Dr. Cox finds out that there is actually an aneurysm in this uh, patient's head. And... Uh, Dr. Cox has to break the news to, to Miss Miller. And so speaking of people who are, you know, dedicated to this episode, Dr. Cox, his face, I mean, he goes from being that sort of kind of ridiculous, a uh, little bit just abusive, abusive, like mean sort of guy. But when he has to get down into doctor mode, he really, he, he knocks it out of the park and it's very, in my opinion, very emotional. Uh, I, I, I won't lie. I teared up a little bit just seeing Dr. Cox's face having to give this person the news that she is actually in, in some trouble and, and hopefully she's going to make it, you know? But yeah, I kind of skipped over a few things there. This song, When the Truth Comes Out, is a beautiful song too. And it kind of has everyone um, talking about, you know, Elliot is is worried about how she's going to let JD know uh Carla, you know, know that she doesn't want him to live together anymore. Carla's worried that uh how is she going to tell Turk that she wants to come back to work. You're going to miss it, Carla. You're going to miss it around here. Going to hurt him badly. But you can't stay away for one whole year. I know that I'm not crazy. Everything comes down to I hope that I'm not crazy. When we move, I'm gonna have my own private loo. How am I supposed to tell him that he's not moving too? Oh my God, he doesn't have a clue. I'm crazy! If you'd like to reconsider, I'd be glad to do my part. If you want, your job is open. Come on back to Sacred Look at the temporal lobe. That could be why she's hearing music. The biggest aneurysm I've ever seen. The woman's a time bomb. Um, it's, a, it's emotional. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's well well directed, too. I mean, some of this, the shots are very nice. Very And they're very, like, musical. Everything's musical sort of inspired, I think, in my opinion. Thanks the I mean, I say a la Les Miserables inspired, but a lot of musicals do this type of thing now where they, you know, it's everyone coming back together and singing their songs. And it's it's a trope that has been parodied so many times that it's not even really, when people are doing it, it's almost not even a parody anymore. It's just like something you do. You know what I mean? You do this sort of everyone having their storylines come together type of thing. Um, so Dr. Cox, is it serious? Oh. Uh, and it's a good sort of act one finale song. When the truth comes so uh, we come back from the commercial break and Carla and Elliot are deciding how they're going to confront uh, Turk and JD. And, and I think Carla says something along the lines of, you, you know, men don't know how to be a friend about their feelings. And then comes my second favorite song, Guy Love. explain our guy love, that's all it is. Guy love, he's 
mine, I'm his. There's nothing gay about it in our eyes. I think I've talked about this in the podcast before about uh, I was a very emotional boy as a child, and I had a lot of friends that I was very close with. And I felt very close to those friends. And a lot, I mean, there's a lot, especially back in the early uh, 2000s, there was a lot of people who were against, there was a lot of jokes against homosexuality. And if you were friends with a guy, people would start to make fun of you for that kind of stuff. And, uh, and there were shows, so I've talked about like friends in the past, and there were shows like uh, the Friends, which had the relationship between Chandler and Joey, that to me kind of gave me some validation that my feelings and my my friendship and and, and willing to be so emotional uh, emotional and honest with my friends was a valid thing to do. And this was another one that was kind of like the the the, the connection between JD and Turk, even though at times it is it's it's still it's sort of poking fun and making fun a little bit. The fact that it's even on screen and, and it, it allows to have its place is, I, th- I think, a very nice thing overall. Because, I mean, these are there's there's enough moments throughout the show where JD and, and Turk are both, while they can be humorous and, and comical and, and maybe making fun of stuff, they're still like, they have enough moments that are emotional and dramatic and, and real to make them real people and real characters that you can connect with, which I think is, is good. And then Turk... Uh, starts talking with Carla, and Carla says, well, I want to come back. Turk's a little bit upset about it, and Carla goes off on Turk uh, with the song, For the Last Time I'm Dominican. It's very clear, because I swear I'll never hope you win again. Every time that you profess I come from Puerto Rico. Yes. For the last time, Turk, I'm Dominican. Uh, Turk tries to explain himself, but he, you know, he's in the wrong here. He's being a racist, so um, he admits that she, you know, she's allowed, you know, she, not allowed to, but she, uh, he agrees to support the decision. I should say uh, that Carla comes back to work, and then JD and Elliot sing a song uh, that they'll be friends forever. We'll be friends forever. We're gonna be friends forever. Which is, and this song again is very, uh, what is this song? Uh, we'll go together from Greece. Then, then the patient sort of interrupts them and, and says, you know, what's going to happen with my surgery? Uh, and she sings, and she the way she sings is killer. She hits these notes uh, right at the end. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. What's going to happen? When will I be alive tomorrow? What's going to happen? To me. You're going to be okay. 
that's what's going to happen. Everything's okay. We're right here beside you. We won't let you slip away. Plan for tomorrow. Cause we swear to you, you're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. That's what's going to happen. She goes under anesthesia, and when she wakes up, there's kind of this moment where we just see her face wrapped in a, her, you know, she's bald now, and she's got like a little thing wrapped around her head, and and uh, and there's a moment where her eyes are closed, and we don't know if she, we don't know if she didn't make it, but uh, she then opens her eyes, and, and she awakes, and, and she asks, Did it work? And Dr. Cox says very softly, You're going to have to tell us. And they take a, you know, they take a step back, and the patient realizes uh, that the surgery was a success, and that she no longer hears any singing. And uh, it's this really kind of beautiful moment. But what's really beautiful is that there's a moment right after this, where the patient kind of like hums one of the songs. It's kind of almost like she misses, you know, the musical, the music that was in her head. Um, it's really, really sort of wonderful. Wonderful little finale, you know? It's a beautiful episode. Scrubs always has dealt with emotional episodes in the past. I've talked about this already. I don't know why I'm repeating it myself. And they they, they deal with death, you know what I mean? They deal with death and, and darkness. And here's what I'll say. Music, the score of a, of, a, of a movie, for example, can be a make or break factor in to elevating the emotional of a the emotion of a scene. You know, a scene can be super emotional, but if it's the wrong score that's underneath that scene in a movie, it's not going to move you as much as another score would. But what is great about this episode is that the music, the musical, can be... The music from this musical allows that to be a sort of way to also push the emotion forward. It's not all comedy and jokes. There are some really serious moments, and they use that music to elevate those emotions. I will say another thing that I really like is how the, at the end of sort of the act one, before they go into the commercial break, uh, JD sort of takes one of the curtains around the patient and kind of closes it. And it's almost like the curtains closing at the end of an act, uh, which is very kind of fun. That's a great sound, great sound. A little bit more pineapple water for me here. I didn't really talk too much about my infused water the pineapple was, I, I just did pineapple because I, I had some pineapple slices I thought I'd toss in there. But the strawberry lemon was really good. I just, I even really, lemon water is fantastic. I hope to talk about other infused waters down the road. I like to get into tea, like to get into coffee, like to get into, I know Sophie drinks a lot of infused vodka, so I'm sure she's going to make me talk about that, but. But yeah, it's 
it's it's tasty the pineapple is not as flavorful but the um that strawberry basil was really good the strawberry basil lemon was really good um and if anyone has any questions about infused waters or things that they want to talk about or things that i missed that i should be talking about feel free to email in at stephenmaynut at gmail.com um I'm getting back into podcasting. We're, we're getting back into it. This isn't, uh, this isn't, it'll get better. I'll say that. I'll say, I think I say that every time on the end of the first episode, I'm always like, okay, I have an idea now what I want the podcast to be. I really should maybe start doing like a practice episode in the beginning and be like, all right, this was the practice. Now I'll toss that episode away and, and we do the real first episode. Uh, and I think I'll also have a guest next week. I look forward to that. Um, if there's any musical episodes that you want me specifically to talk about, feel free to email in. Uh, and then I need a good sign-off. What's a good sign-off for the podcast here? Um, and as a final thing to say today, um, I will tell you all, goodbye! I bet I could hit that note better. What if I went like... Goodbye! No, that's not good either. I'll try it again another time. End of episode one recording for subject B9679. Subjects brain patterns show that there is still a lot of growth that needs to happen. A lot of ums and ahs throughout this whole recording. Hopefully Brain will continue to progress towards greatness. We only have so much time. I think Subject may be ready for his first human interactions. These interactions may help speed the process up. Subject still hasn't wised up to his surroundings or potential. Alpha 1 out.